Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. The Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 250. Julius or me, I serve as your humble and also gracious host, Bryce Isaiah. And I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars what it do purple pants posse we are back for a new episode yeah baby boy has had a very exciting new beginning weekend the baby boy was busy packing getting ready for brooklyn our two-day event um you know had to check in with some family members um you know just keeping all of my family members in prayer and you know there was just a lot going on and so i had a really great weekend, a little stressful, uh, but just humbling weekend that, you know, time is very important. And, and, and it is very important that you let the people know in your world that they are important to you because tomorrow is not promised. Um, with that being said, I'm just excited uh, to have this platform of the Purple Pants Podcast. I'm excited for you to be listening to my very illustrious voice. Um, I'm just very grateful. A lot going on. Your baby boy is stressed and I'm trying to use my coping skills because, you know, you're, I'm on a road for a better Bryce. And sometimes Spicy Bricey comes out. I don't like when Spicy Bricey comes out. But I am, as I'm growing, as I'm learning, as I'm evolving, I am able to... You know, I know the triggers of Spicy Bricey, uh, but sometimes I'm not able to verbalize them. But I know what Spicy Bricey has arrived. And so I am just working on communicating to my loved ones, my friends, my families that when Spicy Bricey has arrived, I'm just, you know, on a road to a better Bryce. And listen, he here. So I'm going to take a step back. But, you know, know that it's not anything intentional and so you know it's communication okay and acknowledgement is the first step so listen i've been on a roller coaster of a weekend but i've had the pleasure of recording a great podcast for you i watched a lot of great things on netflix that i'm thinking i might have to do some reviews in the upcoming weeks have y'all been seeing cleopatra have y'all seen mother now oh, i got a little i feel some type of ways about mother but then there's missing then tom hanks they got that new um the new Netflix movie, even though it was recorded in 2022, but they got it on Netflix now with Tom Hanks. But anyway, it's so much going on. Um, so I'm just grateful for the Purple Pants Posse and I'm grateful for this episode. So let me give you the rundown of this week's episode. You know, we got the church announcements. It is giving casual tea with Amon and B. Whew, we are discussing Jerry Springer. 
Ooh, we getting into the tea of Harry and Meghan. We're talking about the NYC City Bike Karen. We're talking about the IRS. We're talking about this TikToker and creator Lexi J. We're talking about Jay-Z and ooh, this alleged son. And we are talking some amazing and funny moments from the Renaissance Tour. So you don't want to miss this casual tea. Miss Barb stops by for Barb's message. And we are crowning a very special Freak of the Week. Uh, so listen, buckle up, put your seatbelts on. Okay, if you got to go to the bathroom, head to the bathroom now. Make sure your luggage is stowed. Okay, make sure the aisles are clear because we are getting in to this week's church announcements. <laughs> And on this week's church announcements, this podcast comes out May 23rd. It is a Tuesday. The Bryce and Wynn Tour 44 has gone on seven amazing stops and all things are leading to Brooklyn. We are grateful, humbled, and blessed to say that our Brooklyn finale party is sold out. We are having a welcome party on May 23rd at Bounce USA. Some tickets are still available. So listen, if you want to come sing some karaoke or rap some karaoke because you know what your baby boy gonna do only got one karaoke song and it's the best song that i do ever um so we still have some tickets available for that click the link in my instagram bio or head over to bryce and win present on instagram and i will see you later tonight and if i don't see you tonight i will see you on wednesday at bryce and win presents the finale in brooklyn we also today May 23rd, have a mental health panel that is going to be just, I'm so excited for this panel. It's going to be amazing. You can check out all the details on the Bryce and Wynn Present Instagram page. Now listen, let's get this podcast rolling. Ooh, somebody poured a tea because it's giving casual. It's a casual tea with a mon and bee. It's a casual tea with a mon and bee. It's a casual tea. What it do? We are back this month with your casual tea with Aman and B. Okay. We are not taking hiatus. I had to stalk Aman. I had to text <sighs> him. I practically had to show up at his door this morning to say, are we recording? But one of my favorite The lies segments. just never stop. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, but one of my favorite segments here on the podcast, casual tea with Aman and B. Aman, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I am good. I'm well uh, and ready to sip on some tea. Yes, yes, yes. Glad we have a break. Yes. How's everything going? Summer is a right around the corner. The weather practically has broken. I feel like there really is no more spring. I feel like, child, we didn't really have a winter here. Like, I felt like it was like a severe spring and now we just jumped right into summer. Ah, uh, you know, I'm I'm here for it. Like, cause summer always goes by so quickly. So, 
if we get like a little extra two months of summer, I will not complain. Um, I will, you know, concede that I hope that it's a milder summer. Like I don't need it to be 90 every day, although Ooh. 90 doesn't really bother me as much as it bothers everyone else. But I will be fine if we're, you know, mostly in the 75 range. That's that's good. That's a nice little happy medium. I listen, if it could be 70 all year round, some people are like, it's not warm enough. But I'm like, all year round, I could take a 70 degree weather. But I feel like with global warming, we get this extra cushion of, of summer because I feel like, child, it'd still be 70 in the beginning of November. So, yeah. Global ah, I mean, November, I don't yeah. know. September uh, uh, into October sometimes. But by, not, by November, it be chilly again. I mean, it do be chilly, but we still get... I, I remember like three three winter, three Christmases ago on Christmas Eve when you know me and my family was wetting the whistle. We were sitting outside on the back porch. Yeah, that did happen this past November where all of a sudden we had like some 70 degree days. It was really weird. But then like sometimes in like... April still, it'll go, it'll, it'll pop up to like 60, 70 and then drop back down to 30, 40 for a week. And it's like, what's going on? Like, can we please have some consistency? It's just the, the transition months just be out of control here. They don't know. They had to go through identity crisis. They don't know what they want to be. They don't know if they want to be summer. They don't know if they want to be fall. Do they want to be winter? Do they want to be fall? Like, I don't, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Which I, I turned my heat off two months ago, okay? Because I wasn't paying off for all of that. I, I was <laughs> shivering, uh, but my bill was low. <clears throat> well, I am glad that you're here. We have some interesting topics on the teapot this week. So we are jumping right into them. Um, the We talked about on the podcast, uh, just the regular purple pants about the, the passing of Jerry Springer. And in my opinion, he truly was an icon. I feel like for me, there was not a sick day when I was in elementary and high school that didn't go by, that Jerry did not impact my life. You know, that one o'clock hour was Jerry Springer. Uh, the two o'clock hour was Maury. Uh, so it really kind of Jerry, I grew up with Jerry. You know, it aired in 1991. The Jerry Springer show was on for 30 years. And, you know, Jerry passed away. He had pancreatic cancer. Uh, rest in peace. But after he passed, it was this story that I saw circulating uh, about Jerry having children out of wedlock. And I saw a couple of stories about it on my peruse of the social media and didn't pay anything to it. Then I want to say last week, a Zoom video popped up on the Twitters. And I'm like, why isn't major networks covering this? And Big Bay, it was Jerry, his lawyer. And what was a bit suspicious to me were his two alleged biological children. Then they had these two black children, well, adults on it. And it is the lawyer uh, basically reading what we believe, as you watch this video, to be the reading of Jerry's will and separating his assets. And it goes into this really long thing where Jerry alleges that he was married. He had an affair with this woman. He couldn't stay away. He had two children. Um, she forbade him to see them after he had the second child with them. And he just went on and on and on. And essentially, he felt as though he did not do right by those children, and he wanted to leave all of his assets, his estates, his liquid assets, his non-liquid assets, everything to 
his children of color. And it hit the internet, the Twitter spheres by storm. People was typing child, not Jerry going out in a Jerry Springer way. And it really kind of like gasped a lot of us. What was your initial thoughts to that video, Aman? Um, well, I was, it was kind of debunked for me pretty quickly when <laughs> I, when I saw the video, because, you know, Twitter does have that feature where it will, under viral tweets um, that are misleading, it'll have a little blurb saying, here, this is what, here's what this actually is, uh, which I think that, you know, one of the, one of the few things that Twitter is doing right nowadays. Um, and so I knew going into it that it, that it wasn't real, but when I saw the initial tweet, like before seeing the blurb, I was like, oh my goodness, interesting. And I just thought it was interesting just how quickly everyone was willing to believe this of Jerry Springer. I think it sort of just speaks volumes about what the parasocial relationship is that we have with him and that we assume him to be the type of guy that would first, well, first we would have to assume that he'd be the type of guy to have children out of wedlock, let alone black children out of wedlock. And then uh, at the end of his life, he would try to make amends if he was not there for them um, during their life. It was peculiar to me that so many people were able to believe this when the two children that were, the two black children that were on, well, they weren't children when they were adults. Right. The two adult children that were on the video looked to me like they were just full on black. Now, I know, <laughs> I know that we all come to different shades and sizes. And I know that sometimes biracial people can resemble like more than they can resemble one way more so than the other. It happens. It's, it's always a shock to us when it happens, but it does happen. They were um, black children. But they, they look like they, they, they mama black, they daddy black. Both <laughs> grandparents are black on both sides. Like, like they were black, okay? Um, so that was kind of funny to me. Um, and the fact that everyone was so willing to believe that this would be so public and that this meeting that they were having wouldn't be sort of like together. Like why are all of them like, on zoom like wouldn't at least two of them be together or maybe like it feels to me like a reading of a will or something like this would have to be in person but i don't know maybe i don't really know the, the whole you know legality behind all of that but yeah like the, everyone on twitter was just gagging just like oh my god like he left his black children all his money like a true g all the way to the end and i was like well he still is even this even though this didn't happen <laughs> so, right it I, I thought the same way when i was like watching the video i'm like well these kids don't look biracial. Even like, you know, like biracial doesn't have a look, but like it can have a look. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. But I think that just the story of it all was just so like, oh, it gagged me. But it actually um, was from a pandemic viral play called Blood Money, where Jerry made a cameo in the production, which was featured in Reframed 2020, a festival of new plays on social justice presented by uh, Tulane University, a school that Jerry went to. So this clip was from 2022. Somebody on the internet wanted to, it is unclear though, whether or not, I mean, even though in my opinion, the answer is already there, whether the person that posted this clip knew it was from the play or they saw it and just was retweeted it. Um, and Jerry was only married once. His wife died in 1994. He only has one daughter named Kate Springer. Uh, so, yeah, it just kind of gagged me a little bit because, I don't know, because even, it, and we can dive a little deeper, right? Because even if everyone was saying like, oh, like like you were saying, Jerry's a Jeep and that, like that's mad respect. I'm like, but is it? 
though? Like, hypothetically, like, if you had these two children that you never acknowledged, you supported them their whole lives, but they never knew who you were. They never, you, you don't want anything to do with them. And then on, like, your dying, on your last will, you leave them everything. Like, that is commendable, but that doesn't, like, money isn't everything. Um, So I just even was torn with how I felt about Jerry on this fake story. Uh, Because, mm-hmm. like, it is commendable, but at the same time, it's like, is it though? Like money isn't everything, believe it or not. Uh, the- I think people were just because I hear you too. Like, like I said, like you would have to assume, like if you wanted to believe this story was true, then you have to believe that he fathered two children that he didn't take care of their entire lives or whatever. Like, so it's like it's sort of like a catch twenty two. I think people are just sort of were sort of just drawn in by the narrative of it, especially given, and this is something that Jerry talked about um, while reading the script. That like, especially during what's going on in today's social climate, I think it was right. just an attractive story for people to hear um, that, you know, black people were getting their just due in a sense, even though this has nothing to do with us. It was still nice to see these black children that were that were unjustly neglected finally get their comeuppance against uh perceived oppressors even though i guess in this situation if there were white children they had nothing to do with this like it's not their fault that their father was a philandering whore and went out and was effing around and fathered two other children that he decided to neglect so i didn't think that people were sort of like intoxicated with that narrative and just thought it was sort of like a a a really not fun but like just really interesting thing to see also gagged in the video when he talks to his daughters and is saying like, uh, and again, it's interesting because it's fake, but it's still gag worthy when in the video, after he awards the children everything, um, you can see on the, the two actors' face, like they're gagged, and he's like, to Amon and Kate, Throughout your life, I told you to make your millions. Um, and like, you know, I hope that you'll be okay. If you are pressed up for money, you can sell your homes. I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah, because that was it, right? Because he left, he left his white children like their property. Homes that they, yeah, that just the homes that they were in. Cause it like, you know, he said that he had like homes in Mississippi. Like Mississippi, he had like 12 homes. And clearly the homes that the alleged the fake children were living in were his homes. And so he essentially was like, you could stay there. And or if you, sell it, yeah. Right, if you get a little press for money, you can sell it. That is what gagged me. Um, But it also opens up this conversation. And I know we don't, we're not trying to go down there, but like, believe it or not, this is the summer of the summer for the presidential elections. We just had, you know, our primary elections in Philadelphia. Um, we are headed to have probably our first black female mayor. Uh, She won the Democratic uh, nomination for mayor and we will have an election in November. Um, And I believe for like over 100 years, Philadelphia's mayors have always been Democratic, but they've always been Democratic in men. Um, And so Chanel has won the nomination for Democratic uh, mayor candidate. So more than likely, we're going to have our first black female mayor, which is exciting. Although it's like, girl, child, Do you want the job? Uh, Because, yeah, yeah, it's just so much going on. But it just, this video really had me thinking about the political climate that we're getting ready to go into because, believe it or not, we're going into it. We're already seeing the remnants of it now. But it just really shows you how easy 
when you don't have context to videos, when you don't have information, and you feel like you are watching something, it has to be true. Just how easy us as consumers can be duped. Yeah. And, you know, people will believe this and people will stand on it. People will, it, 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 it just, for me, it is almost very, it, not almost, it's very scary. It's very scary. It is like, and it's so easy nowadays for people to just go along with something people don't like to read, which is why I would just, once again, I would urge people to always vet their resources because on another side to this, like like I said, the tweet that I saw had the blurb under it. Maybe not all the tweets did, but the tweets that I saw had the blurb under it. So you always would just want to make sure that, like, especially when you're going into something like an election cycle where you're trying to find out who is right for you to vote for. Like, you just have to do your best across reference. Like, if you see it one place, see if you see it another place and another place and another place. Like, and if something feels a little fishy, you're probably right that it is fishy. Like, we have, like, I feel like human beings do have like a good sense of like BS detectors. It's like something seems a little off. Then your your first instinct is probably correct. You just do a little digging. Like, don't you want to have that information? You want the right information? Like, don't don't be lazy here. Like, we have to do a little bit of the work, but we also have to just demand that people stop misleading people. Like, stop right. purposefully putting stuff out there for clicks. that you know is not right for clicks and just to like drive up. Uh, traffic to your website or wherever like that's that just ultimately it leads to such like it leads to information silos where people are trapped in their own little bubbles and they don't they're going to believe the person that they see because why would the people that are you know supposedly on their side lie to them like it's just it's 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 a lot yeah and so with these elections coming up baby it's going to be a lot Now, well, I wonder if I have some crazy benefactor daddy out there that uh Chow. okay, because listen, people listen, I love my mother, but people have always told me I look like Prince, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying purple rain, purple okay. rain. <laughs> I'm just saying they always said I look like Prince and <clears throat> They said when I sing that I sing way better than Amon and that sometimes, like, my harmonies remind them of Prince. So I'm just saying. Well, you better hurry up because he's been dead now for seven years. So whatever money that he got left in that account, people be sucking it dry by now. I'm just saying, if I post a video of me on Zoom with an attorney with Prince, you better believe it. Have now, you been seeing those stories about uh, Jay-Z apparently having uh, ooh, some, ooh, some ooh, that child? Listen, Amon, that's not even on the topic, but we could get into it. Mm. So, okay, come on, Amon. Okay. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> See, this is why I love Casual Tea because it's like it's not like we're podcasting. It's literally like me and Amon are on the phone. And I also <laughs> think it's funny, whenever we do have conversations on the phone, Amon, have you ever realized like our conversations be like an hour and 40? Like we go... Seriously talking. And we just, anyway. So anyway, that's this alleged Jay-Z story. So Jay-Z, we all know who Jay-Z is. Um, This story has, it's been around. There is this man who is 30 years old who is claiming that he, Jay-Z is his father. Um, This came up over a decade ago. Uh, He filed motions in court. He even had his mom sign an affidavit. His mom has since passed in the affidavit the mom essentially says it was a one night stand I think she says like the condom broke 
And you know that she alleges in this affidavit that like she had intercourse with Jay-Z around the timeline. After nine months, she had this baby. This man has come out a decade ago. I remember when this was circulating, he was trying to get the courts to uh, have Jay-Z take a paternity test. Uh, the courts then sided with Jay-Z. Understandably, in the sense that, like, if they were to make that precedent, then anybody could, like, have, you know, Jay-Z take these DNA tests. Um, however, it's been a decade since he has now filed a motion with the Supreme Court uh, urging Jay-Z. Now, mind you, I haven't done my research, but this is just what I know from my knowledge. Correct me if I'm wrong. But he has filed a motion with the Supreme Court um, or the case has gone to the Supreme Court level or this like this, the highest circuit level of court of where this young man lives. Mm -hmm. And he is urging for Jay-Z to take the paternity test. Uh, we don't know what the rulings are on that. However, and again, this man is 30 years old. He's an adult. Uh, and we know Jay-Z is 50, so it would have been when he was in his 20s, right around the era of his first album. Um, and this man claims that he doesn't want money. He doesn't want anything. He just wants a relationship with Jay-Z. Now, I... Bullshit. I oh, like I I mean Okay, let, let me not say bullshit because that's a right. that's a little bit of a but <laughs> it is like you do want something. Now, this is the thing that gags me. When they show photos of this man. Mm -hmm. ooh, <laughs> he resembles Sean Carter. He does. Like he he it's resembles the nose and them cheeks. The nose and the cheeks. He resembles Sean Carter. Uh, and that's Jay-Z real name. I mean, I, he resembles him. I mean, it's a striking. I mean, I ain't gonna judge nobody when they looks, but Jay-Z has a distinct look. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very distinct. Very distinct. Uh, yeah. And this man looks like him. And a part of me, I do feel like this man hasn't gone away. This man, this man is going off of what his mother has said, right? And so this man has been on this journey for over a decade. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, and the woman, the, or the man that was originally on this gentleman's um, birth certificate as his father was removed i think back uh like when they first started doing like when they first started claiming that jay-z was the father they did a dna test on him and it determined that he was not indeed his biological father so as of right now that man does not have any person on his uh he does not have any man on his uh by um on his uh birth certificate um under father so it's uh he looks a lot like jay-z like look now there are people out there that have no connection to one another that resemble one another like and it's crazy like you would swear that they're either siblings or in the same family like it happens sometimes like dna is a weird thing okay human like it just genes are a weird thing and sometimes you have doppelgangers out there and you just don't even realize man and they are not related to you at all but i mean yeah why i mean i don't know why someone puts themselves through such a strenuous battle to get a DNA test ordered 
if they weren't absolutely sure that he was going to be the father. Like, if there was something within this woman, and she has since passed, uh, so may she rest in peace. I think she passed away in 2019. Um, if she was not 100% sure that Jay-Z was her father's child, I just don't really see her doing all of this to get him to take a DNA test because once the DNA test is taken and it's proven that he's not the father, then what have you gained? You've spent all this money on all of these these court appearances and, and fees and stuff for what? So it's like, I don't know. Maybe like maybe she did have an affair with Jay-Z back in the 90s. Maybe she did. Maybe she did. But was he the only person that you had sex with? But I mean, if she did have an affair with Jay-Z in the 90s and his and her child ended up looking like that, I'm like, okay. Right. Well. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I just think about this this young man on his journey who does not know who his father is. I, like, money aside, fame aside, I, I, on a human level, I could relate to, like, you wanting to know who your father is. Mm-hmm. So I get that. On Jay-Z's side, I can I, I completely understand the reluctancy to not want to take the test or not want to be subjected to this because then it just opens the door for so many people to claim so many different things. And but then it just gets awkward because like what if he finally does take the test and he is the dad? Yeah, and I mean, especially with the whole lemonade era where. <laughs> but I mean, he ain't even know. I mean, like, obviously, yeah. this would have been before he was with Beyonce, so that so it's not the same. But it's just like, uh, it it would just be like such a just it it go it would just go like people would tie it to, together automatically and be like, oh my god, like look at him like having these all these secret babies, and now Beyonce got to deal with this. But more so, the, 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 the incriminating thing about this would mean that if this were true, that means that he had sex with the deceased when she was 16. Now, obviously, the statute of limitations, they said this happened in Philadelphia. I think the statute of limitations here, I think, is, I think we're way past that. So he would not be able to be charged. But still, like now he's got to deal with the fact that he was effing around with a 16-year-old when he was like 22, 23. So that just put the stain on his image. Right and clouds everything that um, him and his family have been up to. So it's just like his, his legal team is going to continue to fight this. Um, I don't know. Like if I had, if you wanted my opinion on it, I think that's his child. I mean, I think he had a crazy night when he was young and, you know, in the nineties and just becoming, cause we've seen, have you seen that video of him on that rooftop with, I can't even remember what it was, but I was shocked when I saw it, Bryce. It was like, it was like some kind of like crazy, like weird interview video. And he's like on this rooftop with a bunch of other dudes. And there's just naked ladies out there without like tops on people getting, getting, you know, blowjobs. Like in the camera was just in everybody's face. And Jay-Z was in the video. Like, and I thought that I thought I was looking at, cause I'd seen it on Twitter a couple of times and I was waiting for the little, little blurb to be like, this is fake, but like it looked like some weird, like '90s, like weird racy, like underground interview show where they just were allowed to be topless or whatever. It was so weird to me. So I'm like, I would not put it past Jay Z to be out here hoeing around. The and '90s was a crazy children. time, right? Like Without, he listen. would be far from the only one. Like, <laughs> listen, you know they coming out with them freak Nick documentaries in the '90s. 
<laughs> that, you know, people are not happy about, but it is not supposed to be what people actually think it is about. It's more about like the the culture and the yeah. So I, I mean it it's an interesting topic. It's yeah, very much so. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, that's a ooh, that, I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> now let's head over to New York City. Uh, you know, uh Prince Harry was just over there for the coordination of his father. And, you know, King George and uh, Queen, what's the queen name now? Um, uh, Camilla. Uh, Camilla, yeah. Queen Camilla. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of talk when, you know, Harry was over there. Like, you know, oh, he came by himself. It was the, uh, Archie's birthday. Then he flew back. And uh, it looked like Harry and Meghan and Meghan's mother were in New York uh, for some event. And their head of security came out and even Harry came out basically saying that they were on a wild paparazzi car chase. I believe even the head of the security firm, let me just get my like information right, who actually said this? A spokesperson for the couple said last Wednesday that it was a near catastrophic car chase. Um, and obviously we know the infatuation with paparazzi and the royal family, specifically Megan specifically with Harry, specifically with Harry's mother um, and Prince Diana and her tragic death. And so, like, when we hear this, it's like, oh, my God, like, that's so crazy. When the story came out, <clears throat> people was calling BS. Like, people were saying that, like, you don't go on no high-speed chase in New York City. They're mm -hmm. like, this ain't L.A. This is New York City. You can barely go a block without running into traffic and specifically where they were uh, with all of the press and everything that was around, like it, the traffic that it caused in that borough in New York, people are just calling B, they're calling BS. I feel like anything with Harry and Megan, anything they say, people are going to contest it. I feel like we know how the tabloids work over there. Uh, we've seen the documentary. We, we know that it like it, works in the favor of the firm to rebut anything that they say because it makes them less believable. Um, I really feel like just from the information that I have read and I have seen, I feel like there was a paparazzi chase. Mm -hmm. I feel like the spokes, their spokesperson used the term catastrophic, but I feel like they could have subbed that adjective for an aggressive paparazzi yes. chase. Uh, because now it just has this talk where everyone is like, that I mean, ain't possible. Obviously, if you're a paparazzi in New York City and you're not aggressive, you're not getting paid. Oh. Like, that's just the simple fact of the matter. Like, it, it's, it's gruesome and it's horrible and it's invading and it's, and it's just like a nasty underbelly side of, not even underbelly because it's very much public, just a nasty part of celebrity culture. Um, but I agree. I like the, the, uh, the, I think it was sensationalized, especially when it hit online. I think, you know, all sorts of news outlets wanted to get their clicks once again. So they made the story seem a little bit more crazy than it actually was. Now, I think people were sort of also attuned to the fact that once again, Harry is having to deal with having to protect his wife. Um, and in a similar manner to like they're drawing parallels to what's happening to Megan and what happened to Princess Diana. I think that that's been like an ongoing through line um, for this story. And I think it's 
just like a juicy bit of the story that people really are drawn to once again. And so it's like, it, I think it was just a, a way for people to be like, oh my God, they're going to kill them in the car crash. Just like, Aunt Di, or uh, not Aunt Di, but. Not Aunt Prince, Di, girl. Princess, girl, you Princess got Diana. royal blood, girl. We got, we got a paternity test coming. Yep, me too. Me too, girl. Okay, you um, get your point. <laughs> Oh, you're gonna make my pounds. Go over to England, oh, okay. make my pounds, baby. Um, but yeah, so I think I, I yeah, I think it was just it was it was they definitely made the they gassed it up. They gassed it up, no well, pun intended. Harry and... comes out and doubles down on it. And I mean, they say I think I don't know if they said 10 or 20 minutes uh the chase went on. Child, then to make things worse, you know that mayor that New York City got, Eric. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what his last name is. I, I want to say Abrams, but it's not. Um, hold on, wait. Let me. What's his name? But child, child, that New York City mayor is. Yeah, I, I thought we. Were I just feel lo- like there would be much more like video footage of it if it were actually the high speed well, car chase that right that they are saying, and that's what new- Eric Eric Adams came out and child. You know, he always gonna have an opinion about opinion about opinion, and he came out and said. He doubts that it happened. Um, and he like he wants to take a look at the footage because and again like you're saying I, that there were cameras all over the place taking videos and photos, and we have yet to see footage of like a, a chase. So that's just, that to me just feels a little now. I don't want to like say that what he was feeling was not real, what they were feeling was not real. They were right. probably were terrified, and they were staying at a place that was not theirs, they were staying with a friend that it was private property and they did not want to get followed and put that friend at risk. So I don't doubt that it did last 20 minutes because the driver probably, they probably kept telling the driver, circle around, we can't go in yet. Circle around, we can't go in yet. They probably had to get to a safe point where they knew that they were not going to compromise the the location of wherever their friend was. So if it did last that long, sure, I'm sure it did. But was it a high-speed chase or was it just a long chase? You know what I mean? Eric Adams double down because I mean he's the mayor of New York and he is trying to make New York safer even through his attempts and I I could understand him being like I don't know if this is true. Here's another thing, maybe hot take, maybe not a popular opinion. You want to keep that friend? You want to stay with that friend that is safe? You want to keep that location of that friend safe? If you are Harry and Megan should you be effing staying there in the in the first place, going to a public event? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, that, that, I, I'm that, just saying. I'm just. That, I mean, no, that's 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 fair. Like it is. You have to. They have to sort of like, and I know that they probably did. You know, weigh out all their options, and they're and I mean, it's New York City. New York City is full of celebrities, and there are full of like hotels and residences, residential spaces that are so used to having to accommodate high-profile people, right? Like, I'm sure that there were places that they could have gone outside of their friend. Sometimes you just want to be amongst familiar faces and, you know, you want to feel comfortable and you want, you just want to, you know, be like anybody else and be like, I'm going to go over to my friend's place and da 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 So I get the, will it, like, wanting to do that. And if it was, like, in a secluded even though you know it's New York City, so how secluded could it be? But in right. a more secluded area, um, but you know, going I don't... there from that place is like I I get it. My thing is like go to a hotel, stay in a hotel for thirty minutes, leave out the back door, like you know. Yeah, there there should have been a better planning, right, for them to get to wherever they were trying to go. Like there has to be a back way or 
take right. a side route or like you said you can use decoys plenty of celebrities use decoys all the time like so you know i don't want to blame them too much no but like, no i'm not we I'm can not. call a spade a spade when right. like yeah we can talk about like okay they're, they're, where did we go wrong here where did we actually you know fail and say like oh we probably could have done this a little bit differently and did we have to do we have to and it might not have been them sensationalizing it so much it could have been just like the you know the media person. yeah and then harry was like well we were at risk but i'm like you probably were right because the, the paparazzi are crazy but it wasn't no has to be chased so i'm just waiting for the receipts to come out um and again like i don't want to minimize like they had megan had her mother i'm sure it was i'm sure they're they just had ptsd so right I, it, it it's a lot for them um so but yeah that was uh, another hot take now child keeping it whew, in the city of New York <clears throat> with these city bites. Now, I saw this video on the TikTok. They are calling her City Bike Karen. Um, and there is a video. It's about 90 seconds. It is looks to be three black teenagers. Uh, one teenager is on a bike to the, I mean, in our view of the camera, it's the right, but it's probably the left. And then there is a white female nurse who we learn is pregnant and there is uh another black teen they keep calling them men that if you look at the video they are teens um and he's half on the bike she's half on the bike right and so they are arguing over whose bike it is the teen on the bike there is, and then there is another teen recording okay because in this day and age you got to record because in I just, I'm so glad that they actually did record, honestly, because there's so much to this case, right? So, hold on, wait, let me just, uh, I want to just, uh, so, where does she work? She works, she had her badge on, she works for, it's like the New York City Health Department. Um, do we know the name of the hospital, or are they just saying the New York City Health Department? Um, okay, the New York City Health Department. I swear I saw it somewhere. Where did I have it? Because they reviewed the video. Hold on, wait. Give me a second, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, they're just saying uh, NYC Health plus Hospitals. I guess that's like their network. Like here in Philadelphia, we've got like Mainline or Einstein. Um, <clears throat> and so they are going back and forth. The woman is saying that it's her bike. Uh. She and the the children in the video or teens are saying it's his bike. The one teen has his phone out. The woman then begins to, now this is where she then begins to scream for help. Help, 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 help. People are walking by. It looks to be another hospital worker, looks to intervene. He says, why reset the bike? The teens are saying, why and they're calling him Reset Ken because, again, I, I'm going to just lay the facts and I'm going to just say my point. So then he comes in. He says, reset the bike. Reset the bike. The teen is saying, why do I need to reset my bike? Then there's another bike to the right. The guy says, and as the guy is intervening, uh, this woman begins to sob. <gasps> the teen that is videoing is he even says miss there is no tear so she begins to cry or pretend to cry as this 
other white man injects himself into the situation to kind of sort of de-escalate, but not really de-escalate because it's very clear on which side that he is on. When he then says to the lady, after he says reset, the teens say, why do we have to reset? We, the bike is on my phone. Like, I, this is my bike. I'm not resetting anything. Then they go, well, you can have this bike. The woman then releases the bike, immediately no tears, and she says, well, I, I can do that reluctantly. And that's all that we get of the clip. Um, this clip is just very triggering. It's a lot of things. So let me also say that the woman has now, the New York Health Hospitals have reviewed the videos. They said that it is, I believe the word that they used, uh, are disturbing. And at the time that this was circulating, they said that they are looking to review it. Now it has come out that they have placed her on a leave. We don't know if it's a paid leave or not a paid leave. She's six months pregnant. There have now been people that support her coming out with a GoFundMe. She has hired an attorney. It is very important to know that this is an employment attorney because she wants to ensure that like she is not discriminated, discriminated against, against her job. The attorney is now saying that they have receipts. That and on the receipts that the attorney alleges that we have not seen, <laughs> they have not been made public. And the fact, uh, so anyway, let me just say the story before I even get my facts. So he he says there are receipts. One receipt says the bike was booked, then it was canceled, and then a minute later, a bike was booked for twenty five minutes. And he says that has receipts. Now people are coming okay. out in. Support of this woman. She booked the bike. She booked the bike. She booked the bike. We're all wrong. We're all wrong. We're all wrong. So let me just give you my take real quick. One, whether she booked a bike or not, I think what people are missing is it's not the fact of the bike. Okay? Who cares about the bike in reality? It is her weaponizing her white privilege. And if you watch the video, right? And it, mind you, and they're saying, oh, she's six months pregnant. Well, if you are six months pregnant, ma'am, and you see that video, it is very clear in that video how aggressive and how she, I just really want y'all to watch that video because I want you to watch the way that the look in her eyes as she's looking at those teens and as she is saying, help, help me, help me, help me. It is, I mean, it is very clear the demeanor and, uh, and, and, and the way that she is looking at these boys when she is saying it, like, I'm a white woman, I'm a scream help, and y'all better know what's going to happen next. Then... When this white man comes over and interjects because she screamed help and, you know, people come. But, child, you could be on the subway and somebody have you in a headlock and millions of people be there and you're a person of color and you will die. But I digress. Different situation. Apples and tomatoes. But I'm just saying a white woman screams help in New York and here comes the savior. He comes in. The, the moment he enters this situation, she begins to sob. <laughs> not a tear comes out and immediately 
he says, reset the bike. And my thing is, it's like he immediately is like, here's a white woman, three black children, three black men, because that's what they look at them as. But they are teenagers. They look like it's three black men. Reset the bike. Why do we have to reset the bike to appease her? And that's what the teens say. The teens actually say, and the teens have their phone out. Like, you know, like having their phone out as in to say, like, this bike is registered to me. Reset the bike. Why? Why automatically and why, like, you come into this situation and you immediately aside with this woman. Then the teens put up a fight and say, no, we're not going to do that. Then he says, then they say, well, there's a bike right here. Then he says to the woman, well, actually, why don't you go to the bike right there? Immediately stop sobbing. <laughs> well, I can. And that's the video clip that we see. And I think that it's just very important. It, for me, I think of Emmett Till. For me, I think of these situations where cameras aren't rolling. Where it, What that woman did to those but black boys could potentially have ended their life. And I think it's very important for us to call a thing a thing, okay? Then she hires this employment lawyer because, yeah, that girl, in this day and age, we, we see with our own eyes what you just what you just did, the despicableness of it. And it's like the aggressiveness of her in that video. Like, girl, you're not acting like a six-month pregnant woman. Like, and also, plenty of times in the video, you hear the boys say, Get off of me. Don't touch me. Like, very clearly. Um, so then this attorney, who I understand his role in this job, his role in this job is to minimize this woman's position because his job is for her to keep her job. So then they miraculously say they have these receipts. And then that's all people need to hear to say, oh, she, she bought the bike. She bought the bike. Baby. Let's actually see the receipts, okay? Like, so all you have to say is that you have receipts of a bike being purchased. We don't, the bike could have been purchased 30 minutes ago. The bike could have, the bike that was purchased could have been the bike that the, the man said to get after that. Like, it, it's, it, that is, that would not stand up in the court of law. However, people come to her defense, again, with these non, with non-anything. And it's like, I, for me, it's just disgusting. And now it's like, y'all want, we want to, we need to empathize with her. She's lost her job. She's pregnant. Well, she should have thought about that. You can't go out here acting recklessly. And for me, and I don't know if you've seen the video of mine yet. For me, it is the way that she is looking at those boys and saying help while aggressively trying to yank the bike from them. That for me, case closed. And I don't care if she had receipts. I don't care if even the bike was hers and it was a misunderstanding. The way in which she acted in that manner and the way in which she invoked her privilege and she knew what she was doing because the reality of the situation is even if you were in a situation like that and you are feeling like you were unsafe, remove yourself from the situation. She didn't remove herself from the situation. She stayed in the situation was the aggressor in the situation and provoked the situation, in my opinion. Again, I think that it is very, we talked about this with the Jerry Springer. We only see 90 seconds of the clip, right? And so again, I, I, I am not, I don't know 
whose bike of what, if whatever the bike. My thing is her weaponizing her white woman privilege. And we have seen this time and time and time and time and time again in this American history, how things like that can play out. And she knew what she was doing. Sorry, I just, but that, that, ooh, ooh. Yeah, the whole thing is just like, it was such a conundrum in the beginning because I didn't quite understand like how it even happened to begin with because so did both did this young gentleman and her just happen to get to the bike at the same time and then they start fighting over it? Like, was he there first and then she came? Was she there first and then he came? And it was just uh, uh, a misunderstanding as to who actually had ownership of the bike in that moment. Like who, who you know, it, it just didn't, I was like, just like, what? So how, do, how, how does this get solved? And another thing, I'm sort of like, um, I, I, I don't really know how city bikes work. Like I know here in Philadelphia, we, I think we have, I think it's city, it's city bike here too, right? Or is it a different brand? I don't know. Or is it, no, it's called Indo Blue or Indigo or something like that. I don't yeah. remember, but it's a different, it's a similar type of service I'm assuming. And I always thought that you, like, I, like, do you, do you, I thought that you needed the app and that I was a completely like cash free like card free type of thing, but I could be wrong about that. I thought that you needed your phone for it, but maybe you can in New York City use both. I don't know. I, I don't believe know. I don't know about the cash part. I believe it's like the scooters, like they're docked. You get your phone, you scan it, you boom, 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 and then you're registered to the bike. Right. So if he has his, because the gentleman in the video who's filming everything to protect himself is showing people, hey, I have it's this bike the number of this like i this is this i just paid for this it says that the bike is mine now like i can't give you this bike um because whatever reason like i i've been hearing people say oh well if if he would have given up the bike and something would have happened to it on her behalf then he would be held liable or a bunch of reasons as to why you should not let other people take the bikes that you have rented um I can't, I don't really know much about that because once again, I've never ridden city bike. I've never even used any type of bike share service. So I, I can't really speak to that. But a lot of people were saying you should never let someone else take a bike that you rented. It's just, you should not do that. But So if he's showing the receipt that he has and she claimed after the fact that he, that she had receipts, why wasn't she also trying to show people that she had receipts? It just, it felt really, really strange that she was so that she was automatically just looking to get other people involved. Like, and what was that going to do? Because as other people were getting involved, he kept saying, here's the receipt. Here's the number on the bike. Here's the number on my phone. This is like, I'm not letting, I'm not being aggressive with her. I'm just keeping my hand on the bike because I don't want her to have it. And I'm also showing you guys that I am supposed, I rented this bike just now. She did not. And it just, I don't know. The whole thing just felt, really really weird and like the the lawyer that she like had you know talk about receipts and send out like and and put out these statements reminded me a lot of the jonathan major situation actually because i was like you need to get yourself a new lawyer then because in the jonathan major situation where because for those of you that don't know jonathan majors you know up and coming actor really blowing up real fast he's playing kang in the marvel universe um He's he, had, he came down with a, a bunch of like allegations for like strangulation and assault and domestic violence and all that. And his lawyer then a couple uh, a week later or so said that he was going to re- release these 
videos of like, or not videos, but pictures of um, text messages that prove his client's innocence. And in the text messages, the the texts are from the woman that I was allegedly abused saying, oh, I, I'm doing everything in my power to you know, make sure that these charges, that I, I'm not going to file these charges. I don't want them to file the charges. It was, it was my fault. Um, it would not have happened had I not tried to take your phone. So it does actually, you are admitting that an altercation happened because you're putting out these text messages when you just said that the text messages were going to completely prove your client's innocence. Why would you then make it even more of a fact that, okay, so some, some kind of physical altercation did happen? The same thing with this situation with the city bike. Why would you say that you have receipts, then send the receipts to the New York City Post, and then on the receipts, there's nothing that oh. says <laughs> that <laughs> the bike was hers? So now it's just making you seem like you don't know what you're doing and that it, now she just looks even more dumb because she's uh, she's out here with the same messaging saying, I have receipts, I have receipts. Okay, then show the receipts. And if this this isn't even a criminal case. This is a this is this is like an employment lawyer. You're trying to make sure that you keep your job. So it's you could have leaked these receipts yourself. It's not like the like the persuasion of like uh the, the court of public opinion is gonna have any bearing on an employment case. Now, if this were like a criminal case, then yes, like releasing evidence to the public, that that's where you you shouldn't be doing that because that, you know, that you can't do that kind of stuff. But in a, on employment court, child, release the damn receipts if you have them so that we can all move on with our lives and stop talking about this damn bike. But on top of all of that, as Bryce said, the way that you tried to manipulate the situation because you knew that people were going to see in in taking race out of it, even though you you never really can here in the states of America, mm-hmm. taking race out of it, you knew on a basic level that a pregnant woman was going to automatically be given the image of innocence over two black teenagers. You knew that was going to happen. You knew that people were going to see a woman screaming for help and automatically assume that the boys were in the wrong over a bike. So what was supposed to happen when people actually did show up? And you were just screaming indiscriminately for help and not for like police help, just indiscriminately for help. So any, anybody with any type of prejudice could have jumped into the situation and automatically assumed that the boys were in the wrong. Thank God this happened in a place like New York City, which is not, you know, a racist safe house or anything. It's not like, it's not, not to say that New York City is like a beacon of hope for everyone, it's, but it's certainly, I'm glad that it happened someplace on the east coast and in nyc of all places as opposed to someplace down south because if this had happened down there Mm. lord knows what more like what kind of social capital you would have had down there against them so forget the bike just have some self-awareness and if you were that concerned about your safety and the safety of your baby it's kind of weird that you would put yourself in that situation to begin with because like i said Either you guys showed up there at the same time and then start fighting over the bike or one of you got there first and then started fighting over the bike. Either way, you're fighting over a bike and you're pregnant and it's two go- two people against you. And it ain't worth it. Like, and here's the thing. I, I, again, taking race out of it, right? If I'm at a, a city bike in Philadelphia and it's three teenagers and like, I think they had the bike and they had the bike, baby, you can have the bike. <laughs> like, you can have the bike. Take it. 
one child. I, these teenagers in Philadelphia, they crazy. They will exactly. exactly. I'm not. Take, I'm just just take it. Like take it. I've all my mom has always told me that. Like if you now obviously as an adult, I can you know now that I'm a little bit more you know like it, it, it's it's situational for everyone. But at a basic level, I'm like I'd never want to put myself at risk over some damn yeah wallet or phone or it's not worth it. Like I take it, it, I'll eat it, I'll eat the cost, I'll buy another one. I have insurance. Like take it, it's not worth it. Yeah, so it's just a crazy situation. Uh, for me, it is I, not surprising. But again, like I think in her GoFundMe when it was released, I think it was like $35,000 they were looking for for her, whatever, whatever. Child, it was like nine hours into it and it had uh, accumulated $32,000 already. I just, for me, I don't have any sympathy for her. I really don't because it's like, it's just because people, white people, and you know, not even just white people, but I think that people just have a hard time understanding the basic concept of why her um, behavior was problematic. And they put themselves in her shoes and say, I would hate for myself to become publicly smeared as a racist just because I was fighting over a city bike that I believed to be mine. And it's like, well, yeah, I can understand that on a, on a basic level, but and no one's saying that this woman is like an outright racist. I think that her behavior was problematic. And I think that it's hard. It's I think it's hard to grow up in the United States of America and not realize how race is supposed to affect things. Right. So maybe in the moment she didn't think too far ahead. Maybe in the moment she just thought, oh, my God, I'm just going to scream for help because I know that someone I, will help me. I, maybe that's as far as it went for her. But I that's just, still a problematic. That's I, I see. That's why I disagree. Right. I, I. It is the way in which you have to just see her eyes as she's trying to yank this bike looking at the young man on the bike and screaming help. It I don't for me that just oh it it's disgusting. It 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 literally is disgusting. Um and it's like you know what you were doing. You know. I uh so yeah, I just uh for me it was just like an I child and I seen the video on TikTok at five in the morning and I was just like this is disgusting. And then the next day it had going viral so if you guys haven't just type in a uh, city like i think it's c-i-t-i n-y-c karen and take a look at the video and just see what you say for yourself and again for those people I, i'm i just yeah i said what i had to say now <laughs> keeping it on the tiktok whoo baby child i didn't uh realize uh how much tea i would be getting from tiktok but there is a creator named Lexi J on TikTok, and she is a young white woman. Uh, she has a 93 or 95-year-old father, very affluent, you know, a little creator. Some of her videos are cute, you know, just, you know, just living her life and like her perspective from growing up affluent, having a 95-year-old father. There are some people that like relate to having older parents with her and her content. So... Earlier this week, and which is so crazy, is again, when I was up at five, I think four in the morning, I saw the video. I watched this video and it struck me as odd. I like it just like when I watched the video, it just struck me as odd. I like, you know, watched the, you know, the video struck me as odd. It was four in the morning. Then I turned over and went to sleep. Uh, this morning when I was up again, because child, for whatever reason, I don't sleep anymore. Lexi J has received backlash from this video. This video 
uh, was her taking her nanny back to the Philippines. Her nanny had been with her family for 30 years. And essentially, her nanny was retiring. In the video, she says, she alludes to a lot of different things in the video, right? She alludes to the fact that she's been in the United States for 30 years. She alludes to the fact in the video, uh, at one point in time in the video, she says in the beginning that like, uh, you know, and now she's uh, finally returning home to her family. While they are on the plane, because she's showing all of these clips of like the nanny and her taking the nanny back to the Philippines. And another clip in the video, she says, that she wished that she could stay, but America won't let her. Okay, remember that. Then she also says in the video, when they get back to the Philippines, she's reunited with her children. She had two children um, that she has not seen in 30 years. And this woman has not gone back to the Philippines in 30 years. She has been their nanny. And the video was just cringy. And Bebe, the video has received so much backlash. The, the young lady took the video down. People in the comments were saying indentured servant. They are bringing up. Uh, I mean, I no. Be, but I mean, because they are saying clearly. So the way you said it. I mean, so because that, I mean, listen, they were saying indentured servant. And it's a thing, especially in the Filipino community uh, with this. It, some people in the comments are saying modern day slavery. They are, people are outraged as one, this young lady, how she is flaunting the fact that this woman has served her family for 30 years as a nanny. I don't think she took the video down. Uh, oh. I, I think it's still up here because I'm reading comments right now. People are saying it's giving color purple. Well, yes, but it's I, giving I, the help. I think people, people screen recorded it. I, is it still on her account? Because like I, when I look, I didn't is see her it. account. L e x i e j a y y. Yes. Okay. So it's still up. Um. And so people, I mean, the backlash that she is receiving, people are saying this affluent family, in thirty years, you couldn't fly her family out. You couldn't bring her to you. So then, in one of the comments, she says that their immigration lawyer or her, the nanny's immigration lawyer, uh, urged that she shouldn't leave the country due to her status um, and said that it, it would not look well for the children to come visit. People are calling BS on that. Um, it, it's just so much to this. Then they're saying 30 years, like y'all couldn't help her get her papers that y'all couldn't. And a lot of people are saying now that she is older, uh, she doesn't walk well. Now you're returning her to the Philippines. <laughs> that's, that's what people are saying. It's so cringy of her and how this young lady is flaunting. Like, she, here she is thinking she's making this viral moment. And really, people are like, this is disgusting. People are saying it reminds them of Constantine and the help. Um, and so it just was like, I was like, oh my God, this is such an interesting thing. Then there were so many people stitching the video. Uh, there was this one young lady uh, who was talking about this Phila, this Filipino people, how they are expected to come to this country. And they're essentially like in, indentured servants and how like they have to go into these industries of nannying and serving when some people have degrees. Some people are overqualified for these jobs, but they get in America and they don't recognize their degree. 
Uh, other people are saying, like, and again, she said that uh, over the years, the 30 years, she sent all of her money back to her family. People are saying, well, she sent all of the money back. Why she couldn't apply for a green card? Why her family couldn't come visit her? Like, it's just like, and again, like, when I watched the video, I didn't necessarily think of all of this. I just, in my mind, it was like, it's a little cringy. Then when I just started seeing and reading the comments, I'm like, wow. Um, and there are a lot of people commenting, like there are a lot of Nigerian people saying that like how nannies and help in Nigeria is way more common than in the United States. However, they were saying the culture of it is different, how when they are in their home, they become like family. They they take on these responsibilities. It, it, I don't know. It just was an interesting thing. But a lot of people were saying how these people, how she potentially was undocumented. They're like, what actually did she pay? What actually was she paid? Where was her pension? And so it just really opens up this conversation about, and people are calling it modern day slavery, how like people are saying it's BS. Uh, their immigration lawyer saying that uh, it's not wise for her family to come over and visit. And like, they're saying that like, that potentially was scare tactics. And so some people are, and because mind you, I spent hours in the comments. Some there were other people stitching it. Like this family better hope that a large uh, immigration firm or an immigration lawyer doesn't take a look at this and potentially like open this up to something way more bigger. Like you having an undocumented person in your home for thirty years. Like it just like <laughs> the optics of it. It I don't know. It don't look good. I'm still stuck on her daddy being 95. What's yeah, going child. on? <laughs> uh, like, what is going on? Um, yeah, I. This is interesting. Like, I, it, I to me, it sounds like, um, just a regular kid. Because how old is the girl? She's like what, like 17, 18 now? She's is like she... 22. Okay. 23. So she's so young. I, I think it's just a, a bad case of, you know, being privileged and thinking that, you know, and just not having, like, having blinders on and not really knowing, like, not how, knowing how to step outside of yourself and be like, is this a good thing to do? Like, am I doing a little bit too self-gratuitous right now? Like, um, so, which, you know, a lot of people are capable of making those kinds of mistakes. Um, and it's not like she was the one that was paying the nanny and in control of, I mean, at least, at least I would hope not. I'm sure it was, you know, probably her, her father and all that was what was going on. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I would have, I, I think, you know, it's fine to like post about how, you know, your, you know, nanny is headed home to the Philippines, but I don't know if I would have went into detail about saying, oh, she hasn't been there for 30 years and da, 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 like she, she hasn't returned home in 30 years. I mean, I, I, just the way that she is making it, like, oh, she's finally getting to go home. Well, girl, she's been working with y'all for 30 years. She ain't getting no vacation. You could have just made it a video about going to visit and going to see the Philippines where your nanny is from. That's what you, you could have made it about that. Girl, she was returning her. But you made it about return to sender. <laughs> right. And that's what the, and it's like, it's just, it, again, I, when I watched the video, I was like, mm, this is a little weird. I, I couldn't necessarily put my post on it. And then, when I, again, was back on TikTok at five in the morning and all of the backlash and hearing what people said, especially hearing from the Filipino uh, community and, and how like, they were like outraged. And I was like, you know what? I understand. I could see. And some people were saying, like, this is what modern day slavery looks like. And they're, they're like the veil that these things are in front of our faces and we don't even realize. 
And that for me was really kind of like, I was like, wow, mm. I, I, I could see what they are, are saying. Um, but yeah, I just, I like, do look. know, I will say to like, give like a little bit of like grace here. I do. I, I have my, one of my uh, roommates is Filipino and she, um, she, uh, has told me stories about like, you know, just how like it, it is sort of difficult for a lot of Filipinos to go back and forth, especially if they weren't born here. Like, you know, my roommate, my roommate's born here. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a lot easier for her. Um, but, you know, she talks about when, when she does go back, there is like a level of animus in that country. Like she talks about how there are certain areas of the Philippines where you cannot go for fear of like real, like violence, like death. And like, she said that there are certain villages that are still beheading people up there, over there. So it's like, there are there there is a level of danger between like um, being undocumented and going back and forth. So I don't know, but again, if that was this woman's story, I don't know if you post that. Like I don't know if you tell the world. <laughs> but my thing is, if y'all can afford a nanny for thirty years, let's just say that. Why are you not helping her get her citizenship? Why are you not like it? It 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 it, it just screams. It screams a lot without saying a lot. Now, mind you, I don't have all the information. I I just, I know the video made me uncomfortable. After reading some of the comments and hearing from other the videos, I kind of tended to side with them. And right, like, they're saying, oh, she's a part of our family. She's like family. Well, is she really? Because it, it sounds like y'all are putting her on the I, 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 again, That's what I'm saying. Like, n she got kids of her own. She ain't seen them in 30 years. Just, I mean, just crazy. Uh, look up Lexi J on TikTok. Uh, see the video. See the stitches. Let us know what you think. It's an interesting, uh, to say the least, topic. Now, our last topic that I had to put this on here because I knew Amon would get a kick out of it. Beyonce's Renaissance tour is her European leg has started. We are loving the visuals. She is looking amazing. Okay. Yes. I am loving it. I'm here for the videos. I can't wait till she comes to Philadelphia. I got to figure out what I'm going to wear. Child, okay. The beehive just ain't never happy. So it's two things I want to talk about. One, after like her first stop, I don't know if it was it Stockholm. I'm not sure. Uh, but child, the beehive was complaining that they felt like Beyonce wasn't dancing enough. They were like, you know, she just recovered from this foot surgery and her movement is minimal. She's not giving us the whole full Beyonce thing. I'm like, yo, like what? I'm like the videos that I seen, girl, I'd be out of breath. <laughs> and right. it's girl, yeah, maybe she not going full out. It's March. She gonna be doing these numbers until November. <laughs> like, and she's her... still recovering from foot surgery. Right. Like, but baby, the clip that I want to talk about, we all know Beyonce's head of security, Julius. Now, it is, we love Beyonce, right? I feel like sometimes we put Beyonce on this immortal status. And I always get a kick out of when these old Destiny's Child videos surface. And like, you get to see young Beyonce being shady. We love it. The last <laughs> one is Farrah with, you know, Farrah saying that she's got to leave. And Beyonce's like, well, you better get on that plane. And she's like, well, I need my luggage. Beyonce said, we could send you your luggage. Or there's clips of Farrah talking about Say My Name. 
and how she sings on it and Beyonce looks down and looks to the left. Uh, it, it's just like classic, like shady little moments. Well, baby, there is this clip that is surfacing of Beyonce coming out and people that are in Club Renaissance. They see Julius. They are yelling, oh my God, Julius! And baby, the clip that they have of Beyonce, she is singing. She hears this. She looks and people have zoomed in on the video. And if you could see Beyonce's face. <laughs> I really don't think this is uh, that deep. She, I really... I, it is just funny because it's Beyonce and Beyonce is so private. So we don't really get a lot of her. Girl, her face, like literally, it's like 3.3 seconds where she is like, what the hell? But then she realizes like, oh, I'm a tour. And she fixes it. She like, well, listen, if you... Did y'all come here to see me or did you come here to see <laughs> Julius sing single ladies? Do you want Julius to sing uh, resentment? Do you want Julius to say 10, 10, 10s all across the board? Beyonce, like, who are y'all here to see? It is just her facial expression. <laughs> you know it, Amon. You had those facial expressions for those three seconds. Then she catches herself and turns to the other side. You know. I really don't You think... know the queen was like, who y'all here to see? I don't think you know that it. what's what it was. I really don't. And I, yes, Beyonce, those clips of her in the Destiny's Child days were funny and full on shady. But that was like 25 years ago. I think that what honestly happened was that she came out and she heard people screaming Julius's name <laughs> and was like, what's going on? As in, did something happen? Like, what is going on? Because people don't normally scream. Our, our, the, the beehive is crazy, okay? So the fact that we are like, like Julius <laughs> is like a part of like the entourage, as in like people like scream his name, as in like, yes, like Julius! Like, she's probably like, why are they screaming his name? Like, not in a shady way, but like, what is going on? Like, yeah. is Julius famous too? Like, I think, I don't think that it sinks in on her sometimes that everything that is involved with Beyonce is like its own entity at this point. Like, I think that that's really truly what it was. I don't think. Her and her I and think Julie the narrative of her eyes. being like, oh, y'all better not be screaming, Julie. I think that that's all fun and daddy. I think that that's hilarious, but I, I truly don't think that's what it was. I think that she was just confused. It <laughs> is the face. It, the, the fact that, first of all, the fact that they have zoomed in on the video to the point that you see her scrunch her face up and then you see her catch herself and instantly turn. I doubt she really was like, are y'all here to see Julius and me? But her and Julius lock eyes and you know they are having a key key in their head. You know after that tour, after that, after that show, her and Julius was cracking up. It is just <laughs> the facialness. I don't, that ain't even a word. Is her facial reaction to it all. And the fact that, like, just the angle, the fact that she was on the Jumbotron at the time, y'all just have to see the face. It just lends to the, ooh, y'all here to see Julius. Well, here, Julius, let, let Julius perform for three hours for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny. Uh... Have you also seen the clip of Child Mama Tina? I don't know how the hell Mama Tina got over in the beehive section, right? And somebody is like, I'm with Mama Tina! And she is like, shh. Then it kind of kind of, sort of becomes a little bit of a circus. And Mama Tina is like, okay, my cover is blown. Let me get the hell up out of here. And so she tries to like, 
She gets the attention of the security and it's like, I need for y'all to get me up over this gate. And in true beehive fashion, the beehive helps Mama Tina <laughs> climb the, gar- the barrier of the gate to get over there. But Mama Tina, what in the hell was you doing in Club Renaissance? Exactly. By yourself. She said, a lot. I, okay, Miss Tina wanted something from the concession stands and she ain't feel like waiting. That's what I was saying. I was like, why are you even, why, like, what is going, like, where is your security? Like, why are you having to, like, do jumping jacks over the damn, like, fence? Like, what is going on here? A mess. <laughs> but I love it. This is the thing that I love about tours. Uh, and especially the Beyonce tours, there are so many unpredictable moments that we get and we just love it because Beyonce is so private. We don't get a lot of these things, but listen, the Renaissance tour is stunning. I cannot wait until I get to see it in person in Philadelphia in July. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I've been really trying to, uh, to like temper myself and really stay away from Twitter so that I don't hear or see all of the stuff because I really want to be surprised when I see all this stuff. But you know, I you know I couldn't resist, so I did like hop on a couple of times and take a look at some of what's going on. Like I still haven't seen anything in full, so I don't really know. I don't know how it starts. I don't know how it ends. But I've seen a few things here in the middle. I've seen a couple of the looks. Um, but hopefully by the time she gets here to Philly, which is the first show in the U.S., her <laughs> that uh. Some things are switched up, and who knows? Maybe more stuff will be coming out. She uh, released an America, America has, has a problem, a problem. Uh, remix with Kendrick Lamar, which I felt so vindicated by because I was having a conversation with a couple of my friends, and we were talking about potential next singles. And I was like, I really feel like America has a problem should be one. And they were like, What? Like that's not a single. I was like, Well, no, no it's child. perfect. Like it's a perfect like summer like '90s type like radio friendly jam. Like it's 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 don't, perfect. And then don't even talk to me about a single, okay? Because a proper single comes with yeah. a visual however mm-hmm. the one thing that i did see is that she did address the fans okay uh in the show i did read one of the clips that says a queen moves at her own pace uh so yes respond in tour-esque so visuals are coming who knows Finally. When getting- i mean at least tell us something even if it is something as simple as that like i think that the, what's what's been grading on us beyonce giselle oh. Knowles, carter is that there has just been yeah. utter radio silence about it okay like i know that like you can be doing what you're the queen but you could do whatever you want but i, I mean it, it, tell your damn fans what's going on <laughs> a queen moves at her own pace here is the one thing that i need to happen i'm on when we are at the renaissance tour we've got to link up for a photo oh for sure we got to find each other because that's the only reason why i'm really going to the beyonce concerts because i just oh, you know where around. you can find me oh what Club okay. Rennie, baby okay well listen help me over that fence like mama tina okay <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much. This has been such an amazing casual tea. It's always great to chat with you. Uh, hopefully, we will be back sooner rather than later. Uh, anything you got cooking that you want to let the posse know? RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 8 has started up. We are currently on episode four. So you head over to uh, Rehap Ups in order to get all of our recaps over there with me and Liana. And Beth, other than that, that is it for now. Yes. Well, listen. Hopefully, BB25, although all the stuff that we've been hearing so far is telling us that we're not getting that until August. So I don't even know what to believe anymore. Oh, well, they just ran commercials on the last uh, Survive episode. So we'll have to see. Uh, Well, listen, thank you so much, Iman. This has been your K 
Casual Tea with Aman and <laughs> Y'all came here to see me or you came here to see Julius? You pick. <laughs> I'm dead. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message for you. Hi, this is Miss Barb, and I'd like to share a few more words with you, as I've done in the past. The ultimate gift to go along with all healing journeys is the gift of compassion. A person who constantly reminds themselves of mistakes will never move forward. We must always allow ourselves space to heal, to learn, to be wrong, to be human. If you vilify yourself and others over mistakes, especially small ones, it can build up big resentments in the present and the future. Instead, use the information to teach yourself how to maneuver the next time you were in a particular situation. You need to give yourself compassion more than you need to beat yourself up. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? The freak of the week might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's freak of the week. This week's freak of the week is very special to Gunkle Bryce. Okay, um, as you guys know, maybe the last nine months we have talked about on Survivor News, and I might have even talked about on the Purple Pants podcast. One of my best friends in this world is when DZ and his partner Chelsea have been pregnant, okay? And you know, uh, Gunkle Bryce is the Abdullah. You know the Abdullah that delivers the baby. And so it is with a very proud honor that we make this week's Freak of the Week the young prince of the Purple Pants Podcast Network. It is Wendeezy and Chelsea's first child. He was born this Friday, okay? And he is beautiful, healthy. I got to... So anyway, Wendell and Chelsea, they had a baby. Yeah! I'm a gunkle, okay? Gunkle Brights, okay? You can figure out what gunkle means, but yes, okay, representation is very important, so we're going to let him know very early. You got a gunkle Brights. And, you know, I've been so excited for the arrival of this child and he was born on Friday. I got to meet him on Saturday. And when I went into the hospital room, he had just got done a procedure and he was crying and I entered the room. And, you know, when I just was talking to Wendell and Chelsea, I think the things that the, it's the little things in life that you forget. And so I am very good friends with Wendell and very good friends with Chelsea. So I've been around this whole nine months of the pregnancy and I've been around Chelsea. And so, you know, 
Uncle Bryce been around, you know? And so for me, what was very special was that he just got a procedure done and I just happened to walk in after they were like, you know, giving some instructions. instructions. And when the prince heard my voice, it was just so amazing to see kind of sort of him kind of like cry, but also like that look on his face like, I heard this voice before, maybe when I was in my mother's stomach, but he is beautiful, he is healthy and again, this week's Freak of the Week is the prince that has been born into the kingdom Um, he I can't say how much beautiful amazing he is, a huge congratulations to Wendeezy and Chelsea for the birth of their first child, the prince of the Purple Pants Kingdom, um, Gunkle Spice. I am a Gunkle yet again. And you know, Uncle Bryce loved the kids. And it's just so special. So um, to anyone that has been pregnant, that has had children, you know what that moment is like. And I don't have children of my own, but I really do take it very seriously when my friends, my siblings have children. It is almost as if, like, you know, the child was in my uterus that I don't have um, exist. But I am so happy. I'm so thrilled uh, for Wendell and Chelsea to go on this journey. I'm so blessed that they have allowed me just to be a part of this process and, you know, want their child want me in their child's life. It's a very special thing. So this week's Freak of the Week is the young prince that has been born. If Wendell and Chelsea's firstborn is this week's Freak of the Week, that means we are coming to a close of another amazing episode. Thank you so much, Purple Pants Posse. And to our first time, maybe our last time, our new listeners, Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for your continued support of the Purple Pants Podcast. It does not go unnoticed. I thank you so much. If you have not already, please ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever that you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, and give your gunkle Bryce some five stars. I haven't seen some reviews in a long time, so I would love to see some new reviews on the podcast apps, okay? And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. Is it Julius or me? Because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants.